Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 113 for January 3rd. Are we going to start off the new year interrupting you? Looks like. 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are... Can, can what, I interrupt? <laughs> I we, should, should we read all our Patreon supporters? Since oh, yeah, to start year? the new year? Yeah, we should definitely do that next week since I don't have that prepared right now. Okay. okay. How hard can it be? You pull up a little webpage. This week's top Patreon supporters are... Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather... Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, Marcin Shichapinski, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, and Jacek Nakonichny. <clears throat> I think. What, uh, 2018? 2018, Happy New gentlemen. Year, gentlemen. I think Happy we should New get year. a trumpet blast for 2018. The she so blows. You really only do know two things, huh? Yeah, that's all I know. I don't know how to play the trumpet. How many how many trumpet songs can you play, Bill? Well, if I had a trumpet, I bet I could play a lot more than two. Well, that's also debatable. Let's um, <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like ownership of the instrument is the only thing holding you back from playing it. Yeah. I yeah. could make that if I had all those tools. Exactly. <laughs> if I had $100,000 worth of tools, I could be an expert craftsman. If I had a $10 trumpet from the flea market, I could play two songs. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what is that? Is that a saxophone or a trumpet? That song is, it goes... Like the saints go marching in? No. It's like a... Anyways, I don't, think it was, I don't think there was lyrics to it. I think it was just music. Starting off with a bang. Yeah, this is a real, wow, this is a quality episode we're starting the year with. Um, what are we working on? Let's. I know we've all been had some time off and, you know, with family and eating stuff. I just saw you did a little, you know, stand-up pose for us, Bill. So I know you had to, uh, you ate a lot of food this, <laughs> this, uh, this holiday season. Back to the gym tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about uh you know your holidays and you know if you had any time in the garage and if you're working anything? I did and it was good. Okay, great. Tim, what about you? Yeah, me too. It was awesome. Yeah. Great. Let me tell you what I've been doing. <laughs> you go first this time. We always go first. You go first. Yeah. What'd you All do? Right. What'd you make? What's going on? Uh I didn't make nothing. Um actually what I did was as it turns out, I was um I'm still making one of these uh, these rolling trays that I do, but I was trying to identify the wood that it's that it's actually. Oh yeah, what was that? It turns out, uh, and our, our friend Paul Jackman identified it. It's Maranta. You heard of this? It's no. like a it's like a South American mahogany. That, yeah, that was. Um, I, I think I know what that is. Actually, yeah. Of course so, you do. So anyway, bed slats, South American mahogany. Who knew? And I have a whole bunch of these left over. So. I don't know if I'm going to use them on these trays. <laughs> I, I have some um, patio furniture in my in my house that I believe is made from Maranta. Because I remember we bought it, like when we bought the house about 12 years ago, 
And yeah. uh, and I was like, oh, what is this? This is not mahogany. I found the little tab, and I was like, oh, cool. I never heard of that. And then I chucked the tab, and then like the next summer, like we're, we're setting up this next spring, we're setting up. I was like, what is this stuff made of again? And I couldn't remember it. And so now yeah. I just searched it. I'm looking at these pictures. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's like a much less expensive than getting something from Africa because it's so much closer. Uh, but yeah. it has a lot of the same rot resistance and whatnot. It, you know, the, the density of it, though, it really does look like oak, the way the picture I saw anyway. It's much darker than that picture. It's because I have and it's more straight grains, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's also, uh, I find very splintery, but I guess oak is kind of splintery also. But it, I found this very splintery, like it needed to be sanded even after the planer. Well, that's like that Kumaru that I have, which is also from South America. It's very, uh, and Ipe is like that too, where you get these yeah. like really nasty big like splinters will kind of come at you. Yeah. And, um, that, that, yeah. I don't know if it's like all South American hardwoods or what, but everyone I've ever dealt with is uh, kind of nasty like that and chips hmm. real easy. And yeah. Anyways, that's not what I've been into. What I've been into is uh, cryptocurrencies. I started reading about these. I got interested <laughs> in it. I think we were talking about it last yeah. week, right? Yeah. But, but not in the show. So because of that, I was started thinking, you know what? I need, I need a better computer. Um, because I don't have one currently that's got a dedicated graphics card. And to, in order to mine these cryptocurrencies, you need a dedicated graphics card. So I was thinking, you know what? I never buy tools new. I buy them used for the most part. Um, maybe I should take a look at seeing if I can get a computer used. And so I started looking at like Craigslist and Kijiji and like Facebook Marketplace. And like, now is the time to buy oh, yeah. a computer. Like everybody got new stuff for Christmas. You get stuff at great deal. So it's kind of like the world is my oyster right now. And I'm going to go figure one out. I think my budget's like 500 bucks. I'm going to get like a killer machine. A tower? For yeah. 500 bucks? Yeah. A tower? Yeah. Easily. yeah, you can get really kill a tower for 500 bucks, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try to get something like maybe a last-gen Core i5 and like a last-gen NVIDIA card, maybe something like an N70. I mean, the uh, what is the XT970, uh, something like that would be great, or like a new 1060. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's my favorite hatchback. Yeah. Yeah. The Nissan. Uh, right? No, your favorite hatchback, I know what it is. It's the Mazda 323. So no, it's it's the uh, Volvo uh, T40, forgot the number right, of it. DL. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. I was looking around. Are we on – is this the Making Geeks podcast? Cause... Well, we're going to start talking about movies next. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, you always get threatened whenever you're outside your comfort zone, which yes, means you probably actually. basically walk around uncomfortable all day. No, that's why I take Prozac. Right. Makes sense. Yes. Uh, Let's bring that up with Karen next sesh. But um, Thursday, Thursday. So uh, yeah. So that's and then and then uh, you know the best way to get a good graphics card like is to buy a gaming PC. And so that's what I've been looking at is gaming. And then I started looking at like, huh, what games have come out this year? Huh, those look pretty good. So (laughs) kind of went down this rabbit hole of new like new to me computer and like what games I could be playing. So that's kind of the the uh, the YouTube videos that I've been watching and all. Anyway, so millennials. I just you know I've never played a, a video millennial. game. Millennial, you've never played a. Get out of here. I, I mean, I, I take that back. I've never gamed. That's what I mean. I've never gamed. I did Pong and Atari a little bit when I was really young, and then mm-hmm. I remember going to the movies and putting the quarter in the like a couple different games yeah. that they had. Astro. I've never yeah. had a. Yeah, I've never had a console and sat down and, and gamed. I like. And what about your addiction to Candy Crush on Facebook? I'd never played Candy Crush in my life. Okay, that's because Casey's listening. That's fine. I like no, Wii bowling. Casey. I like that. Yeah. We have a Wii. I have, you know, on my phone, seriously, if I showed you right now, I have uh, Yahtzee, 
No, I have Yahtzee, and there's a pool game where you can like use your thumb as a slider for a pool, like right. a shooting pool. Uh, yep. Have you ever played any of those games? In real life? No, I mean on your phone. Yeah, yeah, I, I oh. play the Yahtzee oh. game. So you've gamed. That's what that means. Is that Yahtzee? Is that gaming, really? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's casual gaming, but that's gaming. Okay, well, I stand corrected. So I need a new T-Graphic uh, video in-chip i7 accelerator. Mm-hmm. We'll get you right on that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, check uh, IGG or whatever that Canadian version of Chrysalis is. Yeah. It's a umfufu. Yeah. Anyway, what are you guys you really up to? You don't, remember, you don't remember the movie from that, umfufu? Jumanji? No. I never saw Jumanji. Coming never. to America. Oh, I've seen it coming oh, yeah, to America yeah. many times. What, where that part is that from? Well, maybe that's just an Eddie Murphy stand-up routine. I think it's just a stand-up routine. Yeah, Never mind. that's not from Coming to America. I don't think I've ever seen Coming to America. No, I did. That's where the old guys made an appearance at the... This is the worst podcast ever. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. Bill, what are you doing besides watching stand-up from the 80s? So I yeah. finished I finished my base, and I took to heart, Tim, your suggestion. Um, uh, I, I added frets. So there's a, a, a complete set of frets to this base that I was only going to do in a dulcimer fretting. Mm-hmm. Um, which was not as hard as I thought it would be. Uh, no. I, I glued a piece of wood to my fret saw to make it like a depth stop because I couldn't, I didn't have a little miter box that I could put it in because the, the angle, cause I, I, I you tapered can, yeah, you can make neck. it straight off a center line if you draw like a center line. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. I figured that the center line wasn't the problem. It was just, <clears throat> you know, how do I get the depth of it? So I glued a piece of wood to the fret saw so it could only cut so far down. You know, just like a like an itty bitty yep. bit. There's there's a block basically, and I was able to refret it, which was good, and uh, finished it up. I'm very happy with it. It's very cool looking. I also took to heart what you said about not putting any knobs or buttons, so it's just got oh, a yeah. jack. Yeah, that's so cool. if you look at it, it just looks like a cigar box and guitar, but it's actually electric. And how does and, that uh, hidden pickup work inside the neck? It seems to work okay between that and the piezo. Um, oh, you put both in. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I hooked them both up. So, it's it's plenty loud. I mean, it, it's it sounds kind of cool. My fingers are sore from actually pushing down on strings, but yeah, you, you, there's a different set of calluses <laughs> for those strings. Yeah. But anyway, is this, is this so, the <clears throat> Making Band Geeks podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to make up for that, Phil, I was going to say that my next project indeed will be I finalized the design in my brain mind for a table saw sled. I know what I'm oh, going to cool. do, yes. how I'm going to make it flip over, how I'm going to support it, all that good stuff. So that'll be fun. I look forward to seeing that. I hope I can. I, I don't see why I can't get it done in the next nine days because I'll be leaving California on my way to Galena, Illinois on the 10th. Okay, I will Enjoy write that it. down. Hmm. Tim, what are you working days. on? Uh, well, I'm updating my calendar right now. Yeah, <laughs> let, me just, let me just put that in my Apple <laughs> yeah. calendar. Do you want to know what time I'm the, fly, the flight and all that? Just send know. me the itinerary. It's important I put yeah, it in my, what's, in my Rolodex. What's, a, what's an itinerary? <laughs> yeah. A schedule. Yeah. Tell, oh. Just send it via Telegram. Yeah. And, um, so I am, uh, you know, because of the holidays, obviously I haven't been in the shop quite as much. And um, I'm falling a little bit behind. We'll get into that. Uh, you know, Bob, uh, when we get into our topic, I guess, but I'm still, I'm still working on that giant coffee table I was talking about with the last week. I haven't gotten too far and I had a few problems and some things I wasn't happy with. So I wanted to fix them. So it slowed me down and blah, 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 doing all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, so I don't have too too much to report from my uh, my workbench, um, except for I guess when we get into the topic, I'll I'll talk about some of the stuff I have coming up. Do you know when you take out all the letters of Carolina, and all we see on your chest right now is Roland? That's kind of cool. Oh, right in the middle. Yeah, the Roland for work. Yeah, that's more like California legalized. All that right, kind of sorta, kind of sorta. Wait, wait. There's a trumpet fanfare for that. Yeah. Ah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot what I was doing, huh? Yeah, I couldn't do that. He was too much stress. He was under pressure. So, so um, do, I, I, I could bring it into our topic for once. I don't think I ever do that. Um, no, I, I rarely do a, it. Like, I, I why don't you ride that little two-wheeled electric thing right into our topic? Because I was just saying how, like, oh yeah, I've been falling a little bit behind. On oh good you're gonna chew chips you can't eat chips this? on the podcast I'm not I just no. wanted to uh, yes yeah. <laughs> swear to God nice job <sighs> you guys are mean. okay <laughs> I, I was I was saying and what I'm working on is that I fell behind a little bit with this this table I, I decided I, I wanted to it was like a steel base and I welded it together and I wasn't happy with it so I ended up kind of cutting it up and rewelding it so it took a lot of time. Um, some of the angles just like they weren't right inside. So Cause I didn't, I thought I could just do it by hand without making like templates and, and you can't, <laughs> you know? And so I, so that like put me behind by like half a day. And then there's like some other, like the wood stuff put me behind after. So it's just like, Oh, I'm like, okay, you know, holidays are coming, whatever. Um, you know, I've got some time off and, and it's cold. So it makes it like more difficult to kind of get moving in the shop. Like when I get into the shop, it's 30 degrees the last day I went in in the morning. And so just like the first couple hours are just basically warming the shop up and warming yourself up and, and trying to like, it makes it difficult to, to sort of feel motivated, you know, um, when you're dealing with that and, and stoking the fire. And, and I'm just like, I'm now it's like January 1st, like a new year. And this in 2017 was a great year over at TSPWHQ and, and, uh, for, for me and my family and my business. And, and <laughs> I can't even take you seriously. Did you just rip that out? Like, that's, like, like we all just use that vernacular. That's Tim Sway Perspectives World Headquarters. Oh, oh I know what that's, it stands for. But you can't just trot that out that's like it's something it everyone uses. Everyone uses it that works there. That yeah, okay, I guess so. <laughs> that's fair enough. But uh, no, but but now it's like starting a new year, and I'm starting the new year like under the gun, and which is is in, in for two reasons. One is like the old business. The business I'm trying to kind of get away from, I'm making a coffee table for a rich person, and I've got a very uh, quick turnaround on this um, secret uh, receptionist desk I have to make. Uh, the check came in, and so I've got to get going on that, and I've got to try and get all that done. And at the same time, I have a couple actual sponsored videos that I'm working on. One is a little bit – Nice. It's more out in February is when it's due, um, but uh, it's, it's labor-intensive. And, uh, and I wanted, I have some ideas. I want to really kind of like up my game with that a little bit. And then I have, um, a sponsored video, f- uh, from, um, three in one oil. Uh, I'm going to make a couple oh, cool. videos for them. Yeah. And so like I pitched them an idea, but so like, I have to have all this stuff done like kind of at the same time. Uh, and that's yeah. like two weeks, you know, and then it's like, I don't know what's after that, but so, and I've got, you know, the holidays and this and that, it's just like, oh, I'm like feeling that, that pressure. And it's so cold. It makes it so hard to get motivated. Like. Like I could go and I could have gone in for a couple hours today, but it's like, ah, oh, it would have taken me a couple hours just to warm the shop up enough to like open the glue bottle. Like I just like don't want to. Have, have you thought at this point, um, as as far as you're growing and stuff, of getting out of that shop and back to the house? Is there any way you can make that work with the space that you have there, or no? No, no. 
I love my. What shop. about a different heating setup in the new sh- in the? Well, it's shop. about it's about insulating because I mean yeah. it's pretty well insulated, but I can't. I'm not going to run heat all day while I'm not there over the weekend. What about a timer? You know. Yeah. What do you mean? You could start they that have, stuff remotely. They have a timer that you plug into phone. the wall. Yeah, I was just going to say that phone. you plug into the wall and then your phone talks to it. You can turn on yeah. the heater. I'm in a hundred year old chicken barn. It doesn't matter. Does it have with, an outlet with a with a wood burning stove? No, Does it no, have an outlet? You, I'm yeah. saying, wire up some baseboard heaters. I mean, even I even your space board. heater. But that was even like your... I just did that video for the space heater company, and like they were going to give me a free 220 space heater. You know, like we, the thing you need to put in the ceiling yeah, uh, yeah. to do this video. And I was like, I don't have the electricity for it. I don't have that. I can't. What about gas? Does the shop have gas? No. I don't, I'm in a, I'm in a, they didn't even have electricity when I moved in. I had like a couple light bulbs. There was like a wire down there for light bulbs. And I managed to eke out a 220 line and I have two separate 20 amp circuits. And that's like pretty much it. I mean, I can't, I can't max it out anymore. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I can run my dust collector table saw and CNC at the same time. Like that's great, but I can't add a heater to that. You know? No, but the thing is, is that's just to a pre-warm. The, yeah, to yeah, pre-warm the shop before you get there is what we're trying right. to figure out. How yeah, do so we now do that? I'm talking about like 300 bucks and copper like to run this like run i mean unless i'm gonna plug i guess i could plug them all into my outlet but you there, lost but, a day of work isn't that worth it no i didn't lose a day of work i was too lazy to go in on a holiday for a couple hours like to to deal with the heat so it, it sounds like what you're really doing is trying to sound like you're complaining about how yeah. hard it is but now you're just saying i didn't feel like going in it's all yeah i'm saying it's i'm saying it's it's a it's a part of the problem life isn't like on or off. Right? <laughs> there's all this gray area that stacks up in it. No, the thing is, is oh, the there's something stacking up right now. If it I'll were April, that. I would have run in for two hours, but it's not. I live in New England, and it's and it's four degrees out, so I didn't run in for a couple. You hours. live in that's, New England. That's what this region's called. Yeah. Really? New York's not part of it. No, I thought you were in Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut encompass what's called New England and is still smaller than California. Really? I yeah. did not know that. You I also just England? found out New I England want, Patriots? This is the worst podcast ever. I thought New England was a state. <laughs> I really did. This can't be real. No. You can't I be serious swore, right now. I, I swear to God, I thought New England was a state. Why would I think differently? There's a football team named after him. Because there's only 50 stars, not 51. <laughs> I didn't, I don't, I know California, Washington, Oregon, New England, Nevada. <laughs> that's it. And then everything else is like, and I know Illinois now. No, but Boston, in all seriousness. Oh, in wait, all no, seriousness, Boston's you, in uh, Massachusetts. You finished high school, right? No. Yes. Stop it. You got your GED. I got my what? GED. Is it pronounced GED? No, the creator says that it's <laughs> the create. Are we getting religious? No, the it's a joke about gifs. Anyway, I, I thought it was really funny. <sighs> All right, what do you want to pressure about? Tell me about your pressure, uh, Phil. I don't want to hear from Bill right now because of the New England thing. So, Phil, my pressure is the lack of geographic knowledge <laughs> about well, America I'm... by Americans. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I know that's the problem. <laughs> why? Why would I? Okay, first of all, Tim, have you been to the West Coast more yeah. than a few times in your life? Yeah, yeah, a few times, like three, four times. Okay, Phil, have you been all over the world? 
I've done a good amount of traveling. Exactly. Yeah. I went to Boston but, once, met you guys. But in high school, I knew that New England was not a state. Well, if I had went to high school, maybe I would have known that. You know, anyways. <clears throat> Casey, please smack him. Okay, we're moving on real quick. <laughs> well, actually, what I was trying to do, I was trying to give you an example of the pressure that you're under. Oh, the new podcast. Podcast. Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. good point. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. Managing the tiniest zoo ever. We have, like, um, we have 40 minutes left of this podcast. I think we could have this seat locked up before we're done. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's get on the phones. I think wow. I might end up being locked up. Um, yeah, so the kind of pressure that I'm under is, yeah. you know, exactly what you said actually earlier, which resonated with me, was that they already sent you the check. Right, so the way it works with Etsy is you basically get the money right away. So the clock's a ticking, and a lot mm. of the times the the kind of pressure that I'm under is that people don't ever plan ahead of time. They're just like, uh, "I really like this. Could I have it tomorrow?" And I'm like, "No." And then it's just the negotiation of how soon they can have it. And I know if I give it too far out of date, that they're going to cancel the order. So, and you don't want to, and you don't want to give them like, oh, tomorrow, and then lie and be one of those like contractors that just drags it out. And oh, never, late. never, never, yeah. never. Now, now, much like me asking Tim why he can't just do his go back home to have his shop, why can't you? You've done enough whiskey boxes now. Why can't you have a handful of them made already? Because the odds are, if somebody clicks on, I want to buy this kind. You know, whether it's a size or whatever, don't you have a good enough idea what people are going to order that you can have the basics done already and set aside and then finish it up, make it easier on yourself? speaking, yes. Yes, okay. I could. And and I have at times been done. ahead that way. But they still take about, I want to say, eight, nine hours to do. Even so, after you got the most of it done? No, no, no. Just no, but he doesn't eight. want to invest that eight or nine hours on a box that's not sold yet. Yeah, saying. well, I just don't have it, right? I don't have eight or nine hours to make on a box. Like, I could be using that time to make a video or to, I don't know, record a podcast or, you know, whatever it is. You know, like, I just don't have that spare time to do it. And, yeah, you can shave off maybe two hours if you start batching these. If I do four at a time, then you could bring that time down to about six hours per. But it's still, you're looking at six times four. You're still looking at 24 hours, you know, of work to get four of them done just to be ahead of the curve on an order that might come in. So... And that's not to disparage what you just said. I, cause no, I no, I, 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 I was, I was, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have put thought into it. I was just curious as to why. It's just a very labor intensive item. Like the truth is, like these rolling trays. Man, I could do. I could have ten of these just ready to go. That could print on a problem. CNC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, once the file's done, yeah. The the only thing to do is to flatten the material, right? Is to have my to do the glue up of the uh, to, to make a board basically because I have I have them in strips. Right, so these these bed slats that I have out of this Maranta are in, I don't know, two and a half, three inch strips. Mm-hmm. So I I chop them up into fourteen inch long lengths, and then I glue them up and make uh, make boards out of them, and then the CNC cuts out the trays out, out of that. So that's the work that has to be done ahead of time, which still isn't anything crazy. Uh, so yeah, they're they're pretty cost effective, and the step stools take about forty five minutes to do. So there's no point in doing those ahead of time because they're really quick. So the yeah. most expensive, most labor-intensive item you have is the one that's the hardest to get done. Yeah, and is the most expensive one. Isn't that the truth with everything, though? Yeah, but I think that actually this, like, for example, I have have the whiskey boxes right now at $225. It's all Canadian dollars, so figure out the U.S. exchange. But 
they're at 225 and they take about eight hours to do, let's say a nice round number. The step stools take about two hours to do and they're a hundred bucks. So it, I, I'm actually way better off doing the step stools all day long. Yeah, absolutely. So what's, what's in the most demand? Uh, they're about 50, 50. Uh. But the thing is, it's like, it's like when the step stools are in demand, that's it. That's all that's in demand. When the whiskey boxes are in demand, that's the only thing I'm selling. It's the strangest thing. Like, they don't touch. Like, they're totally different universes. But when one's hot, the other one is not. It's it's weird. Etsy is strange like that. I feel like there, it, there's some algorithm that's happening there where things surface, you know. For and sure. I've had that. Like, when I used to have more different types of things, I'm, that's one of my goals 2018, too, is to just beef up at my – like have an inventory of small, easy to ship things and, and things yeah. that are not labor intensive, like CNC based projects and stuff. And uh, yeah, I find that things surface and kind of go in and out. And, and it's, well, there's the seasonality of it too, right? Because for oh, me, absolutely. the whiskey box is like a wedding season gift. Yeah. Valentine's day. Yeah. Know. But it can be done for but birthdays. Step stools, like, like, I mean, kids are, is. kids are of age to start walking every day of the year. How come those? Yeah. Are but seasonal? there are, there are times of the year that are heavier for birthdays. Yeah. Spring is a big one for birthdays. Is there know. a time? Is there a time when it's slow enough to where you don't have any orders at all? Uh, well, kind of now. Like, yeah, yeah January is going to be a dead month. See, I could, but or or I could throw that time into videos and have a few in the can or new product Not development. Wood. You know exactly. Yeah. Or or spend time with my family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and when you do get that shop time, it, it make it something that's something you love. You know, yeah. because it's like, you know, you, you do this, you don't do this for money per se. I mean, it's part of it, but you're, you're in there yeah. as a hobbyist. And I mean, even for me who does it for money full time, it's like, I'm not doing it to get rich because I would do pretty much anything else to, to get rich than, than this. But, uh, you know, you, you want to enjoy it and go in and have, you know, fulfill your ideas and, yeah. and stuff. Um, want to be mining Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to be, you want to be sitting in your woodshop mining Bitcoin. That's uh, right. You can maybe make wooden bitcoins and then and then. See I don't have time to them. make money. I need to spend money to invest in money I'll never get. In, in fake money that doesn't have any real value. Yeah. <laughs> that first of all, all money is fake money that doesn't have any real value. Correct. Why don't you Since send me they... all of your American fake dollars and I'll take care of that for you? Okay. Um, did you hear about this guy? Just funny story. Did you hear about this guy that sold a million dollars worth of Chuck E. Cheese tokens as bitcoins? No. <laughs> yeah, he, he finally got busted, but he sold a million dollars of Chuck E. Cheese tokens as bitcoins to that's, people. That's brilliant. <laughs> and like, how dumb do you have to be to be like, oh my god, I'm getting the steal of a century? Why does this bitcoin have a picture of a big mouse on it? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Jesus. So, is there an actual coin for this bitcoin no. thing? No. 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 I mean, trend. yeah, I have one. I, right, yeah. I'll, I'll show you later. I'll it's got a mouse on her, yeah. yeah. And it comes with a free pizza, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Pitcher of beer. See, now that actually wouldn't do me any good. But if it had um, if it had a little paw print on it, that would work. Because the pet shopper, we take Danny to get – there's like a car wash for animals. You put in a little coin and then you got the bath right there with the water comes out. You could pick different types of shampoo and it's a token that's – Bill, tell us about the pressure that you're feeling right now. I'm looking hmm. for a job on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Bill's going to be under some pressure, actually. Um, wow. I, I, I guess I'm. I can't relate. Not in the shop. I mean, the only pressure I feel slightly is mm -hmm. you know coming up with a video. Content. I'm going to give you pressure right now. 
um, your 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 beautiful wife, whom you love, is in a business partnership with her friends. They're they're gonna go make a go of it, and the architect screws <clears throat> them all over, and yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to save the day and figure out a way to furnish their shop. You remember that pressure. was yeah, that was that was definitely pressure. Yeah. yeah. So I, deal yeah, but it? I mean, I'm, uh, you just do right. I mean, the yeah. same yeah. thing you guys do. You just kind of do it. It's like it sucks, but. It doesn't at the same time. It's like, this sucks, but I'm getting a reward out of this, whether it's monetary, whether it's, you know, pleasing my wife, whether it's making my rent, whatever, you know, my mortgage. Um, the reward always has to be greater than the suckiness of it. That's yeah, how you but, deal with any pressure. There was more to that, I think. I In putting myself in your shoes, I have to yeah. think that some of it was like being the hero. Like, you really saved the day there. And like there's beyond love anything. It's not just a customer; it's your wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I agreed. There was a lot of pressure, but again, you still just do it. It's like yeah. you know, I'm hoping I can get this done because you got to remember when this all started, I wasn't making. I had been years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I you know, I I worked like that, but I I bit off way more than I could almost chew. But then it worked out because that passion kicked in. Everything, everything just fell into place to where it was like, okay, I went with. With a with a cheapy little construction site table saw and a and a sander, I I built the salon basically. And hmm. but but the pressure again, the reward is like every time I got every time you finish something, every time you get something done, that reward again, whether it's being the hero or it's making six hundred dollars for a couple of whiskey boxes, or it's again Tim making your mortgage because it's what you do for that reward that you get balances it overbalances the suckiness of the pressure because otherwise we wouldn't do it anyway no, yeah for sure you know, you know if i if i started on that salon project for casey and i was so stressed out within you know the first month it's like there's no way i'm going to get this done in time i would have stopped i would said you guys got to hire a contractor or something because you know you 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 like i can't do this hmm. you know? did it change the balance of power between the partnership Yes and no, kind of, but not really, because they all went into it. Each of them had a different amount of startup capital, ah. and um, each of them had different things they were bringing to the table. So all of that was they were smart. They worked everything out uh, in the contract. So basically, no matter what, everything was kind of pretty much even. However, we do get bragging rights because neither one of the partners' husbands. Yeah. Have, to this day, they that's not what they do. So they haven't really contributed anything to the salon. I'm still the guy they call when the sink is plugged up or yeah. if they want a new table or, mm. you know, this new sign. Presumably, you strutted around that place like you were cock of the walk. Not at first, but after about a month that they were open and that's all everyone talked about was the interior yeah. design of that place. Yeah. yeah. Then it was like... Yeah. <laughs> Smile away, man, because everybody yeah. thought it was really cool. So, well, yeah. you had to butter up the sides of your heads to get through the doorway. I bet I couldn't go in for the after the first month. It was six months before I could actually go into the salon because my head didn't fit through the actual door. Right? Yeah, and yeah. I didn't want to. I don't. You know, I don't like the pressure of squeezing my head between door frames. So <laughs> I, I, I just avoided it altogether. Right. My hair was uh, quite it's like the freaking elephant man. This guy, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Bill. Bill made a really good point about how you just you just do it, and I think that I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that the average listener to this podcast is probably of you know older and wiser quote air quotes around the wiser part like us. But uh, I remember being younger and like feeling pressure in in work and stuff, and I I handled it completely differently than I do now. 
um, I was a I was a cook, you know, um, for a bunch of years, and uh, we you know we cooked on a very busy line, and there's that little printer that spits out the tickets, and the, the tickets would come out, and you'd hang them up, and you'd have to cook, and it would get really busy, and there'd be you know waitresses yelling at you, and cooks yelling at you, and chefs yelling at you, and I would go home after like a ten hour shift of that, and and then I would go to sleep, and I would like dream a whole shift, and then I would get up, and I'd I'd be exhausted, and I'd have to go do it again. And that was when I realized, like, maybe this isn't how I want to spend my life. But there was – because I didn't know how to deal with that pressure. And then there were the other guys that had been doing it for 15, 20 years. And they were just they were just like, that was it. There was this moment and then that moment ended. And then there were other right. moments. And I couldn't let go of that when I was younger. And I think that's something that comes with age and experience is like, well, I feel all this pressure right now. I know that losing sleep over it isn't going to actually do anything to make it better. And I know that, you know, beating my head against the wall isn't going to actually do anything. You know, you just – Put your head down and do it when you can, you know? Yes, Phil. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, we we talk about sort of the trade side of it, but on the white-collar side of it, you know, I'm sure that we have some white-collar listeners as well. Like, I've been in, let's say, my field for, I don't know, 15 years now. Um, and so when something comes up at work, you know, and, and I've got, like, my juniors under me who, you know, they come up to me, they're like, Phil, uh, you know, the electrician isn't coming in for the trade room, the trade show. Like, what should we do? I was like, uh, let's just book another one. You know, there's a whole there's a whole bunch of electricians in, in Las Vegas. It's not really a it's not really a <laughs> yeah. big deal. You know, so these things that that become like emergencies to for the young, let's say, or the inexperienced, after you've been doing it for a while, you're just you know, it's just super yeah. easy. Like, for example, every six months, my company puts out a 600 page catalog because that's the way the business works. You know, and it's always this rush, mad scramble to get it done to the printers before Christmas. And, and you know, so sometimes you have to make concessions in order for it to get done. Like, I'm not going to have the content, Phil. Like, what am I going to do? So I don't manage the content of the catalog. I manage the logistics. So just making sure that it actually gets done. So I manage the relationship with the printer. So they're like, well, I'm not going to have the content done. What should I do? Well, I was like, you know, well, I could buy us another week if we don't go with physical proofs. We just go with PDF proofs. So there's all these things that just like you go with it and you have the answers in your head because you've sort of been there in that spot or you know just like nothing really phases me at work anymore because no matter what, we're going to get it done. We just have to figure out what the problem is and how to get to that solution. And it's the same in, in the shop for me. It's the same, you know, anywhere. Just that experience, that wisdom. I, I mean, wisdom. I use that in quotes like you said, Tim. But Yeah. You know, well, you, the, key, the key that you said here is how you manage it. I mean – I, I think as we get older, we have more tools to manage it with. You've already yeah. experienced because some. I mean, you got to think about the uh, Jimmy uh, yesterday said out loud in public he's celebrating thirty years of sobriety. Um, and I've also heard him say before uh, talking about pressures in the shop. Uh, are you having a hard time in the shop? You're not getting stuff done. You're not making the content you want. If you're drinking. Then don't drink because that's that's guaranteed what's getting in the way of you wanting to get that stuff done. Some people deal with pressures by hiding from it and you hide from it with mm-hmm. drugs or alcohol or things like that. Taking that that turn. So it's managing that pressure, you know, instead of instead of taking that turn to where you, you know, when you're young, sometimes you party just screw it. I don't want to deal with it. We're here. We just got done saying, well, you just deal with it. Well, we didn't just deal with it when we were younger. You're right. You know, you either you either ignore it, you don't take on the responsibility, you, you party, you say, screw it, man, I had a rough day at work, I am getting plowed, and yeah. I don't have to think about it. Then the next day you go to work hungover, and you do it all over worse. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, 
I don't know, maybe that's something as we get older that we can pass on is how do you handle pressure? A couple of things that you don't want to do is look in your life. If you're having pressure or, or, or can the things that are little tiny poquito, you know, seem really big? Are you doing things that you shouldn't be doing to increase that pressure? Maybe the pressure doesn't really exist. In, you know, it's all in your head or it's worse well, in your it's, head because you're. It's absolutely all in your head. <laughs> like who's, who else well, is putting it I there, mean, you know? It's not that it's in your head. I mean, uh, no, it could be the, legit the, stuff. The kid, the kid comes in and says, "Hey, I, I don't have an electrician. What am I going to do?" Well, you know what to do. Yeah. Whereas you're younger, one of the reasons maybe that kid can't figure this out is because he was drinking all night the night before. You know what I mean? Right. He's still being responsible. Sleep. He's still going to work, but now the pressures are, are magnified because you know I don't want to. Turn, I'm not preaching or anything. Trust me. No, no, no. But sometimes the the thing is you're fixated on the one thing that you think is the solution, so it doesn't let you take a step back to realize the, that yeah. like this one thing is not the problem. Actually, the right. problem is that we need someone to hang the lights. It yeah. doesn't need to be this specific guy. Yeah, and when you're 20 years old and you had a fight with your girlfriend the night before, your brain's all messed up. You can't actually figure out like, oh, there's more than one electrician in Las Vegas. You know, there's yeah. that aspect of it too. You're just not. Your brain isn't as developed. You're not seeing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, I have a, a just these two things popped in my head that are. Uh, when I, I remember being a teenager, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but something happened that was the end of the world for me forever. You know, like it was it. Yeah. And I was so upset. And I was outside, and I was crying, and I was kicking my truck and putting a dent in it. I was kicking it so hard, and I was so upset. And my father came out. And, you know, he's in his 40s. He's probably about my age now at the time. And he comes out, and he and he listens. He's like, well, what do you all – and I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I don't know what to do, and I'm all upset. And he goes, well, you can stand out here and – put a dent in your truck and cry or you can go solve it you know and i was just like like man what a jerk he doesn't get it he doesn't understand and now i hear myself i hear my dad's voice coming out of my head all the time when i say things like that you know because that's that's hard to do when you're young you know and um and i say that i say that to vance even at seven like when he's upset about something like he was he was playing with legos today and, and he was struggling trying to get these legos to kind of do what he wanted to do and he's getting upset and he's like and you can hear him and i'm just like all right son let's settle down Getting upset isn't going to do anything. Solving it will. If you're not ready to solve it, we'll take a break. You know, and it's it's you know that that reminds me of saying you know, don't say that. Don't be upset. I mean, you can't take something right, away right, and make right, somebody yeah. right. It's like, well, you can be upset yeah. and you can solve it. Yeah, but and you can't do like, them both at the same time. <laughs> right. You know, you know yeah. be upset for a little while and yeah. then. But isn't that where, you know, I mean, easier said than done, that cliche or youth, is, you know, youth is wasted on the it's, young or whatever it is? I, I, can, I can tell you all day what to do right, but I can't do it myself, you know? Like, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, those who can't teach. I don't, I don't like that saying. No, that's – his <laughs> no. wife is a teacher. Yeah, that's no, bad. I, I, think, I think those who can also That's all, oh, Phil. And she <laughs> listens to the podcast too. And she sent you. She sent you. She sent you a holiday card, and you just. I can't believe this. I I, maybe I need to start. One. Thank you, Gwen. That was really nice. Two. (laughs) I didn't make up that expression. I was referencing it to point out how bad it is. Okay, guys. Okay. Yeah, guys. Gwen said, "Should we mail a card to uh, you know Phil and Bill?" And I was like, "No, why?" (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, she sent it anyway. So. So then she made me find your address, you know. Um, oh, the other thing is that – so that the guy, you know, that was me as a teenager. Then me in my 30s and I was on, on tour with this this artist. I used to be in a band January 1st, 2018, saying it for the first time. And, uh, and Actually, a, second time. 
<laughs> and uh, the pre-show was the other one. So um, uh, I was working with this 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 pop artist, and there was she had a lot of money and a lot of pressure, you know, on this this album. And I was like, kind of the guy that was helping her, you know, put this album out or whatever. And she'd get very nervous about. And she was a very seasoned musician and stuff, but she it was very every gig was like this, you know, this is for these people or there's someone's going to be here. Every gig there was always this drama. You know, and and uh, and she'd be stressed, and I would just I just pull her aside before we go on stage, and I'd be like, you know what, ma'am, f this gig, <laughs> just like let it go, and it would make her laugh. It became like this thing. I'd be like, when she realized that she was letting that pressure kind of get her away, I was like, f this gig, mm-hmm. and I didn't say f. Um, you know, it was like just go out and e do this it. gig, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, exactly. It's just like let's just go, let's just go do it, and uh, and that was like kind of that's who I try to be now, and I'm not always that person, but I try to be that person. She's like, you know what? It's just it's just rehearsal for the next gig. This table is just rehearsal for the next table. You know. Are you so going to tell us who this girl was? Oh, her name is Abigail, and you you can um, Abigail Ziga, S Z I G A. Otherwise known as Madonna. Hello. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can. She's done a lot of amazing music, and she used she was a big hit in uh, like the dance club music for a while, and then she tried to transition mm-hmm. out into this more singer songwriter world, and that was when I was working with her. Cool. So I, I, you know what, this is, we've talked about pressure and we haven't just now tended. Maybe we can wrap this up a little tofu and potatoes and talk about what are some solutions that now that we're old and wise. Tofu and potatoes. Tofu and potatoes. Yeah. More succinct than steamed my broccoli. So the advice you gave her was, was what basically? It was just like, kind of like, this isn't that important. Like that was, that was the idea. Like, cause you know, it's like, if this gig doesn't go as you dream of, don't worry, there's going to be another one tomorrow. That was, what about you, Phil? Is there anything you can think of now that would help you in the shop? If you're, if you're, whether it's making something, whether it's uh, making whiskey boxes that, because you know, something that's sold, you've been prepaid, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. something shop related, reclaimed related that an advice you can tell somebody who's, who feels the pressure that maybe it's not as much. How would you deal with it? With something you do? I just try to stop thinking of the project as a whole and start thinking of it as, as the little steps in between. So just do as much of these little steps as you can now and then, you know, watch the aggregate sort of happen. People are always so worried about like, oh, I've got this huge thing to do. I was like, yeah, well, break it down into the tiniest of tasks and you'll, mm. you'll you know, be amazed at how quickly you get through it because each little one feels like a victory. Well, that's exactly – people have a hard time – like you, you, I have to make this – nine foot thing it's like well start with the first foot you know right like and people have a hard time doing that they're just looking at the end result and it's like well yeah first you have to buy the wood and and then you have to cut it and then you have to you know glue it together it's like you break down the steps and do that and that's that's what i do in my in my i sleep practically now you know i mean i uh like i when i'm driving to work i'm like planning out my day you know like okay yeah. I need to do this i need to do that and, mm-hmm. and then breaking it down to smaller manageable pieces helps a lot and I, uh, what what do you do, Bill? Well, I'm. Mean, there's a lot of things we all do. One of the things that's easy for me to 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 tell people to do is um, ask yourself, and seriously, not just a cliche statement, but ask yourself, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, when yeah. you, I mean, really think about it. Okay, so for whatever example, you're feeling pressure about something. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Just Keep it on, keep it on. If this thing fails, I promise you, you have survived already, no matter who you are. You have survived something that's worse than this. So it's not like most often we feel pressure and fear because we, 
it's fear comes from not understanding what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But 99% of the time, we already know. We've already experienced something in our lives that's fearful, that's pressurized, and we've survived it, right? Mm -hmm. So just just remember that. So Mm -hmm. what's the worst thing that's going to happen? If you fail, you know, I always tell Casey, you know, I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? We got a place to live. I got pop chips to eat. After the podcast. After the podcast, not during the podcast. Finicky, right. finicky. Anyway. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. it's like what? Yeah. What's the well, worst thing you know, that can happen? To some extent, I agree with that. But the, the another extent is like when it's self-imposed pressure. For sure, I agree with you. But like, I have deadlines, and if I don't get them, this thing that they've paid a lot of money for for a specific right. date, then what's the worst thing that can happen? Their, somebody's birthday is ruined, or somebody's wedding is like this gift but that I they mean, hinged their entire thing on. If the, okay, if, but but that that responsibility really doesn't fall on you, though. I mean, if if the well, parents I agree to, well, I, I know. But again, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You haven't destroyed anybody's lives. You you maybe have been a part of some disappointment, but that's yeah. going to happen. You know, every Monday for you, so. <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, yeah i guess so yeah i guess you're right at the end of the day no no one's dying because they didn't get right and, and that's all i'm saying not that and, it doesn't that, suck the not that the pressure isn't is totally real. ruined if they don't have the step yeah. like, especially a yeah. one-year-old's birthday they're like oh balloon that's their but the other made. thing that is more consequential is then someone will leave you a lousy piece of feedback on etsy and uh, but, will... but again i i agree with all of that but what i'm yeah. saying is you have survived way more worse in your life. So that that pressure of, oh my God, this is going to end the world isn't going to end the world. It's going to survive suck. this podcast on a weekly basis. <laughs> That's what I was saying. <laughs> on a weekly basis, you survive this podcast. So yeah, no matter who you are, right. no matter who you are, I promise you how bad whatever it is you're doing in the shop, you know, you, somebody's already... Again, that whole prepaying, getting the check first, that's a lot of pressure or Uh-oh. making somebody a gift, whatever it is, you survive. What's the worst thing that can happen? You just have to make it up. It's going to suck. Basically, that's what it is. The worst thing that's going to happen, it's going to suck. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's like getting a shot, right? You know, when you're a kid, like, you know, like, oh my God, I got to get a oh, shot. Yeah. Get a shot. And all that, all that buildup in your head is always like so much worse than the actual shot. And it's so hard to explain that to your kid, you know, when they're getting, I'm sure you know, Phil, when they're getting a shot, it's like, no, yeah. just for, don't worry about it. It's like, but you know, and that's the same thing with like that special box for that birthday or that step stool. And it's like really like, yeah, so much of it's just in your head and yeah. learning how to manage in, in it. A and, few, a and few it's so days, much easier to say weeks. it than do it. <laughs> A few days, a few weeks, time will go by. It will not be the big deal it was when it happens. You know, well, nothing ever is. Mm-hmm. Right, time so stops. A year later, going. it's like who cares? I do yeah. have I have one thing from like twenty years ago that I put pressure on myself and I failed, and I still think about it. and I still feel bad. Is that I told these people I could paint their car? It was like it was a cheap old. <laughs> What? And I did a horrible job. It was just not a good paint job, and I feel really bad about it still. Twenty years later. Okay, but I, I, let's elaborate on this. Yeah. Why would you tell somebody that you're now? Are you talking like, hey, I'm going to rattle can your car and it turned out not as no, good as No, no. I had, I had rollers. A, I had a car. Yeah, rollers. No, I had a car that my buddy and I painted. He had an air compressor and a, and a paint sprayer and we painted okay. the car together. We did the prep work and it, and it came out pretty good. We did it on our driveway and it came out pretty good. Um, okay. And so I thought I could do it without him. And it wasn't until <laughs> then that I realized how woefully, how 
like wrong I was, like how hard that is, <laughs> like, you know, how much he contributed to that. Yeah, success. How, and how little I contributed to the success of it's that. Like, paint man, job. You, you plug in the compressor, yeah. you put the paint in the thingy, and just yeah, sand what, a little bit. Boom, away I mean, you go. What could possibly go wrong? You know, right? <laughs> no, it was that it is was, hilarious. It was not good. It was not a good paint. I'm so job. glad you shared that story. Yeah, it was like a. It was like they, they bought this car. Uh, it was like a five hundred dollar car they bought for their teenage daughter, and she wanted it yellow. It's like, oh, I can make it yellow. And like, how much? I'm like, oh, a couple hundred bucks to buy a compressor and a thing. And, this makes so much sense about the truck now. Look, look, yeah. think about this. this the is yellow exactly truck. What that is. Yeah, oh, making up definitely. for that. Yeah, yeah. making up yeah. for that. Karen and I are going to talk what, about that's that. That's what Thursday. Karen told us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, was, it, was the person's name Karen too? That would be I, really. I don't cool. remember any of their names. I just Tim. Sometimes cigar. a cigar is just a cigar. Okay. Talladega Nights. No, Freud. Oh. <laughs> Because you know, oh, you know about the so, psychoanalysis. So you're yeah. saying like people oh, read all kinds of things into things, but you would say sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. As yeah. opposed to a smelly object that can kill a, you over time. As opposed to a phallic symbol that represents uh, love do that you, you didn't you, get from your father. Or a blunt. Or a blunt. On January. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, jeez. I, you know, it didn't cross my mind to say blunt, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize you were so ghetto. Yeah. Or, See, back know, in my day, we bought chronic. four finger bags and, uh. Yeah. Anyway. Four finger bags. Anywho. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, who's watching what? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, okay. Let's go with, uh,. I, Bill, did you send me yours? You're going yes, first. Yes, I did. Is- I'll go first. Um, so it's not what I'm watching because I've just, you know, the holidays and everything, it seems to be a lot of pressure to be watching. So I quit looking. I close my eyes and I listen. And what I'm listening to is another um, popular podcast, but it's called TED Talks Daily. Um, and it's kind of like the, you know, TED Talks are like, I don't know, if you watch the whole thing online, you can see an hour show. They condense it into these little 15-minute spurts and a couple different ones on these podcasts every night. So we listen to a lot of those. And Wait, they're, uh, how long is the podcast? The Well, the podcast, I think, is like a half an hour, and they usually have like two different... Well, because I listen to a TED Talks podcast. It's like an hour long. But I never heard of the TED... It's an NPR podcast, but I never heard of this one. This is TED Talks Daily. It's like each little segment is like 15 minutes. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I might add that to my list. So that's that's it. Starting off the new year fresh, clean slate. I'm not watching anything. I haven't opened my eyes since uh, last year. Mm. Get it? Because like last year was a few hours ago. It doesn't even make sense anyway. Yeah. Oh. Tim, what do you want? Wait, 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 wait. Real quick. Oh. I want to say a shout out to um, <laughs> uh, Christine. Um, thank you for the beautiful, kind email um, about the excitement. And I, I, I don't know if I've said it on here, but I told you guys, and I said it yesterday, I'm going to, in February, meet my daughter for the first time. So I'm quite excited about that. Yes. And um, Christine, thank you again for the kind email. And Ben, thank you for pointing out uh, or having Tim actually admit that he was wrong about something. With with no exceptions, like oh man, my bad, I was wrong. I've never heard Tim ever do that. So Ben, thank you for that on your email, and that was it. That's my uh, shout out, and uh, that's it. You know, instead of shout outs, you could actually just hit reply to these emails. Yeah, and right back. Yeah. Thank you so much for the kind email. Because that was a conversation, Bill, being had. You know that does, doesn't mean anything to the people. Listening. Yep. 
Yeah, but so, I figured if they wrote an email and, and mentioned us in the show, they're listening anyway. So why waste all that finger time? That's a lot of pressure to put on my thumbs and my fingers. I don't know. Let's utilize the finger time. It, it was actually a, a pretty good email to bring up, though. That was was yeah. it, it was Ben because um, we had talked about a few weeks ago. Um, you know, my idea of having this my story. idea. I love this. You know, when we talk about my idea, well, I'm I knew a world it. Renowned. Uh, I knew it wasn't my idea, and I, I know. Well, it was actually. I mean, Ben Ueda did it years and years ago when when he did the original concrete bucket. Um, uh, yes. Concrete in a bucket stool. That was the idea. Was that was a project that you could be made anywhere, and it was the idea was the product, not the bucket stool itself, right? Because you could go right. anywhere in the world and get these three key ingredients and make it. And then with this, uh, you know, the digital technology, you can, you know, I was saying how cool it would be to just have this network of makers that, like, so you don't have to ship stuff. You make it locally and deliver. I locally. thought I brought that up to um, be honest with you. I thought I was the one that said, "Why can't?" Because you were crying about having to make something and ship it way over there, and I said, "Well, can't you just sell?" Yes, something? and then it was Bill who wanted to take the food out of my children's mouth. That's what it was. I knew somebody was hungry. I knew no, we, somebody we was hungry. About it before. Bill, I don't know if you remember, several years ago, back before the podcast and whatnot, I had a customer, I had that square coffee table I make a ton of, and I had a customer that was in the town next to yours. I don't remember the name of the town. Castro Valley, and I think it was a pinball table. Uh, it might have been a pinball, or or it was uh, the a square. I don't remember which one it was, but uh, I think I ended a up monolith or a... It. I think it was a monolith, and I think I ended up making it because I sent one out that way. Uh, but I contacted you Valley. first. I was like, hey, yeah, do you yeah, want to make you this? Because you could deliver I locally. I remember that. And that was when you were like, oh, no, I'm, I just play a maker on Facebook because I actually have a job. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were just doing doing this stuff full time like me. I didn't really know at the time. Nope. I'm sorry. But so anyway, so Ben wrote to us and he, he mentioned this company called – Look or, where this, you ended up now. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> opendesk.cc is the website. Um, and he mentioned that as a place where there are – people that have the sort of open format furniture and it looks like you buy the plans and make it yourself. And they kind of have that same idea going on already in this, in the CNC world. And I, I thought he was talking about Thingiverse, which is a place where you can go and people share their files, but it's not yeah. it's a totally different thing. It was pretty interesting. And that is not what I'm watching this week. Although I did look at it. Um, I'm watching something off of YouTube that I wanted to mention is uh, the BBC about 10 years ago, made a, a video series called earth. And then Planet Earth. Planet Earth. And then they yeah. remade it. It's called Earth 2 now or Planet Earth 2 um, now. And they remade it with, you know, I mean, you think about how cameras and the technology of video recording has changed in the past decade. Uh, so they they wanted to go back out and they have this new technology and they wanted to show more because the Earth is pretty big. They couldn't do it all in six hours of film. Um, I I am just a junkie for this stuff, for the aerial shots and the explanations of, of watching the animals and even the sad stuff where the animals get killed and, and I'm just such a junkie for that. I, it's just so beautiful to watch this film and to see the, the way they make a story out of it. Um, fantastic. I've watched the first like three and a half episodes of it now. And, and I'm just, I'm just, I love it. I love it. It's so inspiring to see our planet, our, our natural surroundings and the animals that live in it and the way they interact and how similar they are to us and how different they are from us. Just so inspiring. So I yeah, totally recommend for now, for now, for now, while they last. Yeah, until we finish destroying them. <laughs> Good luck to them. That is, and that is a part of it. They mentioned right out in the beginning of it is that they say, "Hey, we did this ten years ago, and a lot has changed since then in our technology for the way to record this and on the planet." And uh, and yeah. they and they don't they're not they're not shoving it down your throat, 
but they're reminding us that like, hey, we go out and do this stuff all the time and we're seeing it happen. And there's this much more desert here now that used to be fertile land. And there's this much less water here that used to be, you know, they're sort of showing yeah. and showing the impact on the environment and, and the animals that are trying to survive there. Right. Well, uh, we're doing our part. That's why we have reclaimed audio. Yep. That's what I'm doing from my basement. Um <laughs> So, this week's What Am I Watching is our friend Brian Lane, who is uh, Wooden Creations. I know that we've talked about him before, but I'm talking How about him. not? He's so huggable. Have you seen him? He's a big, I, big huggable guy. I'm not I interested Brian. in the hugging. Yeah, I, don't, but... I don't judge people based on their huggability. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, like a, that's you and a lot you of get. reporters and Hollywood people, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So Phil, do you buddy. remember the first time we hugged? I think I, I carried yes. you halfway across the parking lot. I was so excited to hug you specifically. Yes. Yes. I still, by the way, should send you the chiropractor bill. But anyway. Um, and the restraining order. And the res- that was not. Well, I got bill. that. <laughs> I just threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> All the others. Um, and the reason I brought up Brian Lane <laughs> is because he just started doing a series on, uh, on VCarve and how to do all kinds of different things in the CNC software that I use. So it's been fantastic. He's got a great way about him and he explains things really well. And, you know, I've been using the software for a little while, but he started doing things and I was like, oh, that's how you do that. So really great. And if anybody else is using this, then I highly suggest watching this video series. There's that software is so complicated. There's so many ways to do so many, it's just like any tool. Like there's like, if you have to cut a yeah. circle in your shop, right? I mean, there's a number of different tools you could use a number of different techniques and you know, yeah. some work better for some people, some work better for the others. And it's the same with that software. It's just amazing. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then you, so you're doing something and you think you figure out the best way to do it. And you watch some video of someone else. You're like, Oh my God, that's like 10 times easier than it's what like I'm way doing. Way better. Yeah. I'm still like, like a hundred steps to, one on everything I do with that. It's just, you know, and then I find that one little shortcut where it saves me 99 steps. I'm like, now it's only going to take me four days to do this. (laughs) Well, he did a video on uh, the one I watched was, was uh, how to convert a bitmap to vector. And I was like, duh, I just do that in illustrator. But then I saw how he did it in V carve. And I'm like, Oh, maybe that That works really well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that would actually just um, pay somebody a couple bitcoins to get your bitmap reconverted to your uh, victor's, that is about $27,000 US. So to answer your questions, yes, you could pay someone 27 large to yeah, convert an image you, to vector. You can send me 27K and I'll I'll do all of your circles, vectors, <laughs> yeah. you, well, or whatever you're... Your why would I do vectors. that when I just start whining enough and you vectorize stuff for, for me for free? Oh, my man, you gotta. Maybe you should start mining for bitcoins. <laughs> I don't mind at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, if that be that, then on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. Timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Uh, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio on iTunes. Those reviews slow down a little bit, so I'd like to, you know, rejog that and, and, and get it going again. We'd love to get those, those reviews from you guys. Uh, and Patreon, and I, I have a link to do that on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. 
Um, and on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the, uh, the best way to help us out and stay on the air and do all the things that we want to do for you guys. So, um, that's, that's what I got there. Okay. What else is on our, our website? Isn't there, there's links to all kinds of stuff you were going to talk about. And no, there, there's, there's no PayPal links that, uh, that for one time or recurring donation, there's also our, uh, our Amazon affiliate link. If you want to do that, there's a bunch of different ways to help us out. So. That's a good point, Bill. Head on, head on over to uh, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com to, to check that out. Fantastic. What else did I have? Oh, yeah. And also, we've got the t-shirts coming up. So, you know, that's, that's going to be a fun one. Have yeah. We, have we, yeah, if we officially, when pressure. are we going to decide? Yeah, we don't care about your pressure. If we officially, when are we going to announce what the, uh, the slogans or the uh, cap phrases are going to be for wow. each of us? Maybe we should do something on social media for people to sort of, contribute what they think our catchphrases ought to be yeah they could they could uh, tweet those to us at reclaimed audio that's an excellent idea you remember I to check love... those yeah okay because uh, i always forget you tweeted well, me probably... at tim sway as well because then i'll definitely yeah. see you. yeah yeah you could just hit us up on our own social medias yeah. just let us know what you think you what, know what uh, a good catchphrase for our, for us you know would be like I don't even know what one would be for me. I don't know. Like uh, like you're fired. I don't know. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Or you know, I landed up on this T-shirt or something like that. <laughs> Two years of making a podcast. I'll have the chauffeur to this lousy shirt. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Talladega Nights in like large, exp- you know, or Ron Burgundy, aka Phil Pinsky at large. I'm trying to be funny with your pop culture. I know you're doing a bang up job. Oh, okay. You're doing a bang-up job. So, uh, and on that note, let's just uh, yeah. Yeah, we're actually put on this time. bad boy into up. park. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. everybody Happy New you. Year and have a great week. Happy New Year and be good.